0: Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Brampernard. A lot of great guests coming up today. We got, well, Doug's not a guest, he's a host. <laughs> the band's got, back together. Yeah. We got Bobby Rush coming up. I ain't studying you, my American Blue story. Bobby Rush with Herb Powell. Bobby Rush will be on with us a little, but, but 10, 15 minutes. And Kostaki Economopolis is your special guest. Special
1: guest for Car Selling Secrets. I love Thanks it. to Cassie. This is my new method to book yes. Just don't book any and just wait for her to do it.
0: <laughs> wait for somebody else. To, so, in other words, you're a millennial now.
1: Wait yeah, for isn't that else cool?
0: To, wait for somebody else to do your job for you.
1: I'm feeling threatened.
0: Threatened, man. All right. Well, Andy and Alex are not like that. I'm sure your children are not like that. You know what I'm saying.
1: No, they're tough. My kids are tough.
0: <clears throat> we shall be right back. Kick things off with the family. Doug. There Automotive Group.
1: Love the intro. Uh, I talked to Ryan Moffitt, our recruiting director, a couple of days ago, and we are uh, got a recruiting blitz on for salespeople in the Twin City metro area. It's a perfect time to learn because our new car inventories are a little low. We have a 13-week training program, and it's split between classroom and in-dealership training. And you will get more personalized attention because, you know, we don't have the business that we're going to have in a few months. But we are ramping up rapidly. Uh, Walzer's a non-negotiating business model. We've been that way for 20 years. It's a salaried position. It's not a commission-eat-what-you-kill deal. And a little extra bonus... Fifteen hundred dollar sign on bonus. I'm thinking of ending my radio career and signing up for the fifteen hundred bucks. For more info, you can go to Walzer.com, hit careers, or as always, contact me directly at Doug at Walzer.com.
0: Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest?
1: And plus the
0: fact I hang out with you, so you gotta be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with
1: you. Uh, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
2: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company.
1: And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company.
2: As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses.
1: And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new, inexperienced banker.
2: In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us.
1: When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you.
0: Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking. they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with MyBanker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. There's Doug, rocking out, man.
1: I may be a, grit, a shitty host, but I'm a great guitar player.
0: A great guitar player in Dougie. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. Um, see, what I'm trying to do is is open all shows now with a, a light moment. Did you guys know what's going on in this particular building uh, during the morning show?
1: Uh, oh, you heard some. I heard you say something, but he was sawing something.
0: 5:45 till 7 o'clock every morning now. <laughs> right beneath where i'm sitting.
1: You yep. know, when my daughter was born at United Hospital, they were remodeling the maternity ward. Oh. And while my ex was in intense labor and the oh. room's packed, they're oh. jackhammering the floor in the oh. room next door, oh, yeah. and everybody's yelling at each other, and nobody can hear and it was so i started laughing. I, if she could have got up, she would have killed me.
0: <laughs> Do you should i go down and talk to them down at bridge about this? I mean, it's going to happen regardless. But they can't be doing that. I mean, literally, I'm in the middle of the story.
3: It's
0: like, Jesus. But Joe did point out that uh, Joe and Doc pointed out that uh, when he starts sawing, it sounds like,
1: Coach kicked me off of the basketball team For you know, wearing high-heeled sneakers and acting like, like a queen, a queen.
0: <laughs> I don't think they could release that song today. No, probably yep. not
1: That's a Cheech and Chong song for you younger people it out is, there
0: yeah. Cheech and Chong Earache My Eye is the <laughs> name of the, the name of the song is <laughs> Earache My Eye <laughs> In Sarasota, Florida, 50 year old Marjorie Kelly recently called 911 after feeling chest pains, but specifically requested that no sirens or lights be used by the ambulance. When EMTs arrived with sirens and lights blaring, Marjorie reportedly jumped up and chased them down the street wielding a rolling pin.
1: Wow. Hmm. You
0: have chest pains and you're chasing an ambulance?
1: I have a little high stress level.
0: uh, Damaged in the mind. You think that's wise to do that, Marjorie? Because <laughs> I really don't, to be honest with you. But that's just me, right?
1: I have a rolling pin somewhere. It'd take me fifteen minutes to find the damn thing.
0: You don't use it very often. No. Oh God, I love. It. I just got an email from Linda Holper. Who was Mike Bilsky's sister? Oh, okay. Mike Bilsky's sister sent me an email. Hi, Tom. Linda B here. Mike's much younger and sweeter sister. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, Linda. and humble, and humble, humble too. There's no question about it. I just, uh, I, I, why would she request no lights or sirens coming to pick her up for chest pains? And then she gets mad about it enough to chase them. Maybe it sounds
2: maybe
1: like it's a pet thing or something. It
2: could uh, be or yeah. mental illness of some sort. Yeah, well, more that likely. That the fact that she requested no sound and light and then she started chasing them, I don't know. It could be drugs. Yeah, true. There's a lot of drugs that make you very um, very sensitive to light and sound. That is true. I had a
1: friend who was a Coke dealer. Actually, I, I met him after he got out of prison and sobered up and terrific salesman. But he says, yeah, I just started doing more and more and I got more and more paranoid and it was so bad, the day the helicopters were af- actually after me, I thought it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fed okay. surrounded his house, and he went off to Sandstone for seven years.
0: <laughs> oh, ooh, that's yeah. not yeah, good. No,
1: this, it, wasn't, it, it was not a casual side business for him.
0: Was he in there with Tim Allen? Because that's where they uh, sent know, Tim it, Allen drug charges.
1: I'm trying to think of when it would have been. So I met Robbie, and uh, it was probably late 70s through mid-80s. I'm
2: thinking. Well, let's see. Right. Tim Allen, What's us see. When, when was he in prison? 78 uh, 78, he was arrested.
1: I bet they were at the same
0: they time. At the same
2: time, baby. So I don't want to name mm. this guy because
1: it wouldn't be fair, but it's an interesting story, and it's kind of cool. Uh, he got out, and he was waiting tables at Perkins, and uh, uh, what's his name? Mr. Berkeley? I can't remember his first name. Bill uh the owner of Berkeley Honda, sure, and Buick sure. up on Highway 61, yep. it, this guy kept waiting on him, and he says, you know, I don't know what your background is, but you'd make a terrific car salesman. I, really? You don't need to be waiting tables, and he was like, okay, and he turns out he was right, so.
0: So this kinda, is a guy used to be a drug dealer, went to yep. prison.
1: <clears throat> Sold cars for, I don't know, 25, 30 years, just gr- terrific. And right. on the program and stayed right. sober and all the sort of stuff, it was, uh, so people can change.
0: That man's name is Don Shelby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Still selling Don, Buicks. You got to get career. Don, in
0: as your is your co-host? I've one week.
1: I've tried to get him many times because he he'd act. We'd have a lot of car content to talk about, but Don can be a little elusive.
2: Yeah. So okay. Unless well, your
1: name is like Paul Majors or Tom Bernard, I don't think he's returned tons I call of him? calls.
0: Yeah. I'll call him. trying to get him because he'd be really good on it.
1: See if he wants to be on next week. Well, you, I thought you, oh, Peter Bourne's in two weeks. Peter is in two weeks, yeah. Okay, that'll be good. Paul was going to do it next week, but now he's got to go to Chicago. I said, it's the 100th episode. We need somebody famous, Paul but Walzer. you'll have to do, yeah.
0: Wait, oh, he doesn't work anymore. He doesn't have to go to Chicago. He's the
1: chairman of National oh. Auto Dealers Association. So, you know, it's he's like the cocktail director.
0: That's like being in the Salvation Army. It's not really an <laughs> army, okay?
1: Paul. I read a piece of good news the other day. It was interesting. Bruce Springsteen's 29-year-old saw daughter that. is in the Olympics, she, in that, the equestrian. Yeah. She's a jumper, one of four.
0: So you can buy your way in now?
1: Which proves that if you're going <laughs> to do horses at a very competitive level, it requires probably a whole lot of money. Oh,
0: oh, oh. <laughs> Remember your mom was involved in uh, horses, Andy? I do.
1: That's why you didn't have a third kid, right? That's, so why horses to, were had, that's why to they're too expensive.
0: That's why Dorento. They're a lot basement. of work. <laughs> they are a lot of work, no doubt about it. And you remember last week when I asked you to give me the uh, the highest temperature ever in Death Valley? Remember? No. That? Well, you did. You, last week.
2: Me. We weren't even on last week.
0: Oh, two weeks. It wasn't Isn't it like it wasn't, a buck
1: yes, 30 or something like that? Buck
0: 36. Uh, something like that, yeah. The 130. So it was a couple of weeks ago. Because I saw this coming. Because now uh, the news people. Uh, California, get ready to sweat. Death Valley could hit a hundred and thirty
2: degrees over the.
0: It does every year. Yeah. How's that? Death Valley.
2: Valley. It's the name is Death Valley. Right. You, know, you have to expect <laughs> it to be pretty unpleasant most of it's the. year. It's not
1: Glacier
0: Falls.
2: Yeah, exactly. But see, for for that'd for, be a good trick. If I for, was the governor of California, I'd rename it. I'd rename it to like you know. Uh, Life Valley. Life <laughs> Valley, yes. What do you think? Or like Cold Creek Springs or Cold something like that. <laughs> exactly. See how many people go there, and they're like, wait a minute.
1: Pronounville.
2: We'll get to that, too. Well, we will,
0: will we? But that's why I asked questions like that a couple of weeks ago, because I could see this coming. It could hit hundred What's been 136? So what? Yeah. And that was, how, What wasn't that like 40 years ago and it was 136?
1: Well, let's see. Have you ever been there?
2: Death Valley, yes. I stepped I out of the car it. barefoot. That was Ooh, not that's not idea. smart. I have never been there. I feel like it would be interesting to just, like, swing by.
1: Yeah, that's what we, we were, Sarah and I were in Vegas, and we took a day to drive through it. You go over the mountains from Vegas to get into it. I wouldn't want to drive
2: really, through it. It's, well, we just kind the of— car breaks down, and uh-oh. Yeah. I like, a,
1: there, there's plenty of traffic there. You're, it's, you're not um, in the middle of the Sahara.
2: I like how you Google Death Valley. Excessive heat warning, really. Yeah, there you go. Are you sure— uh, let's In see. 134 was set on July uh, something or other. What year? 1913. Yeah, there you go. Over a hundred years ago. Over 108 years ago it was 134. So now all of a sudden it's global warming. Like no. Death Valley isn't a good measure of global warming. No. no. God. Use no. something else. Yes, like, you know, Fairmont.
0: No, that's not it. Uh, no. Uh, oh, by the way, you were talking about you know renaming Death Valley. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the name that I gave to the, all these yeah you know, all the hunky women that love to point fingers and call all people, <laughs> racist <laughs> white people racist. You know the, where they live, and I I literally you know because Catherine and I lived in Minnetonka, not on the lake, but we lived in Minnetonka when we first got married. Well, I
1: didn't know that.
0: Yeah, uh, over on Croftview Terrace, it's a nice neighborhood.
1: Where Just, where. Where is that? It's
0: about a quarter mile to a half a mile east of 101 on uh, Minnetonka Boulevard. Oh, okay. So this our first
1: home in in Minnesota was Forest Hills, which is basically 494 and 7.
0: Yeah, yep. There you go. But anyway, so I, I don't want to pick on Minnetonka. I don't want to pick on Wayzata. They get picked on enough. So when I talk about the You're uppley, the guy
1: that ran over my foot with a card in Ben Franklin in 1980 or 73. It's
0: probably me. Yeah. But I, oh, well, that's kind of <laughs> negative. But, uh, you know, I didn't want to say all oh, you, you know, white women out there in Minnetonka, all you white women out there, then why is that? That's not what I'm talking about. So I renamed it. Now, these are the upper cross, you know, the upper middle class. Right. These are the, the women who, who went to a college. You know, Sarah Lawrence, probably. You know, Sarah, Sarah Lawrence, probably. So the town they're from now in Minnesota is Whispering Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Whispering Meadows, where if you're white, you're a racist.
1: <laughs> oh, what a boy. joke
0: that's turned into, hasn't it? I know,
1: it? it's terrible.
0: It's said, would you shut up and live your life for Christ's sake? Calm down.
1: Oh, I got a great movie. You'll love this. Fact, oh, I'm ready. You can talk to your guest about it. Um, it's called The Summer of Soul. Have you Ooh, heard of this? Yes. So it's a documentary that was shot in '69 during the Harlem Community Music Festival, okay. and never aired. It just sat. Really. And the uh, drummer for is it what's it, who does Questlove p- play for? Uh, I, I can't no never remember the nighttime show that he plays for. He's the uh, the Jimmy house Fallon. musician, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. He yeah. edited the whole thing. It's terrific. It's, really. Yeah, you've got a lot of gospel acts. They do uh, "Oh Happy Day." Oh, a very young song. Gladys Knight, and the pips come out, and she's got, like, Ooh. the white stockings on, and she's all chubby-faced and stuff. Oh, Sly Stone. It. It's really, really cool. Summer of Soul. Yep, Summer of Soul How just came it? out. Uh, I think it might be an hour three-quarters, something like that. All right.
0: I would definitely want That's the problem I have with rap music. I yep. do not like rap and hip-hop because it just blew up soul music. Yep. R&B and soul is my favorite music of all time. Yeah,
1: and it's they there's a couple of scenes they get Billy Davis and uh, Marilyn McCoo and they're watching probably for the first time themselves perform on this thing like 50 years ago and they're almost crying. Right. It's really it's really cool. God, I. Summer Soul. Summer, check it out.
0: I will definitely check it out because, I, like I said, I, I told you that what's going on, that album released when I just turned 19, probably saved my life, man.
1: Now, I will warn you, you're not probably going to love the Nina Simone performance oh, where really? she starts preaching about we need to start as black people rise up, we mm-hmm. might have to kill some white things. I mean, she no, just goes, no. saddle so down, Nina. That was 1969, you know, and it's. Uh, but it was it was really cool. I forgot how much of a stud. Uh, what's his name? Who was the mayor of New York back then? Um, John
0: Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah. yeah. John John V. Lindsay.
1: Yep. Yeah. He showed up there. Everybody dug him, and he'd done a lot for the Harlem community. I'm like, God, he's a Republican, but that was handsome a long devil. time ago. Yeah. And he was a yep. very tall, handsome tall, guy. Tall, handsome guy. That.
0: Yep. So yeah, John V. Lindsay was the mayor. Um, do they still have? Is Gracie? It's not Gracie Mansion, is it? The,
1: the, oh, I think you're right. Is that it the, the mayor's ma- residence? Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. Do they
0: still they have still that? Still use that or not? I don't know, Andy. We look up and see if the mayor, the mayor of New York, still lives in a mansion. Because the, the, used to, I think it was Gracie Mansion, yeah. wasn't it? I think, and I know John B. Lindsay lived there. Uh, yes, <clears throat> still is. Oh, he so he does so so.
2: Uh, What's his favorite? Well, it's Bill. the official residence of the mayor. So, I mean, technically, right. they don't have to live there. But it's yeah. right. like, you know, if you're the mayor, that's your address. It'll soon
1: be... to be de Blasio's former home.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Did you see that that
0: they're saying now that Biden does not live in the White House? Really? He goes there to work and then he goes back to Delaware every weekend.
1: De- oh, on the weekends? Yeah, yeah that's not, That's, that's probably weird, not unusual. It's you know,
0: pretty weird. I, I think. don't know. He doesn't live in, the, didn't they say that about Trump, though? Well, Trump was never there because he was yeah. always down yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, Mar- Mar- Mar-
1: Lago, yeah. <laughs> Seems
0: like <laughs> not living there. at the White House is just the way it is nowadays, nowadays yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I just could we all just calm down and realize that both these parties are deeply, deeply flawed and just give it up?
1: I really stop paying attention.
0: I, you, you have to, don't yeah. you? Just to be in a good mood.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: Well, look, I, I, I talked about this yesterday, and I'll just talk very briefly about it today. We went to Jackson, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, stayed at Teton Village. We met 50 people. Every one of them could not have been nicer. That's great. Every person was just very, very – and I'm not talking about just the people that work. You know, you have to be
1: – Right. Pleasant servers. For, right. Bartenders servers. and stuff. They were
0: all great. They were one- Guys, as a matter of fact, we ate at the Four Seasons in Teton Village. And this guy this
1: four seasons there.
0: Oh, it's beautiful,
1: man. Well, I don't think they make ugly four seasons.
0: <laughs> well, let me put it this way. Two bedroom, two bath, 2200 square foot house was on sale for 5 million.
2: Oh, nice.
0: So the real estate's gotten a little spendy since Hollywood took it over.
2: Oh, the bubble is going to pop hard. Oh, very is
0: it soon. ever? Is it ever? You're right about that, man. I don't know but in any case this guy this server kept looking across the restaurant. It's a big restaurant. And he kept looking at Catherine and me looking at him. And finally when we got our bill, he came over. And he goes, "I I know you from somewhere and I just I'm trying to think of." it. Turned out that he remembered waiting on us 10 years ago at the Four Seasons in Florida. Wow. What a memory! Well, <laughs> you know, God.
1: servers are high, in high-end restaurants like that yeah. are phenomenally gifted. I remember years, 20 years ago when I was working for Ted Turp and me and my buddy who was the used car manager went to Manny's and we went pretty deep. Mm-hmm. And John decided that he's going to recruit the, the waiter, the server, to sell cars and manages to talk him to come in an interview oh, really? wow, this guy's making a buck ten a year working at Manny's. Oh, yeah. and John's like, yeah, we can't pay you that. <laughs> um,
0: oh no, there are there yeah. are lots of servers in the city, of Minneapolis, St. Paul cities uh, that, that make over hundred grand yeah. a
1: year. Well, not lots, but there are some eh, more than you would think. Yeah. Restaurants like that,
0: and some of them only work four days a week to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, God bless them; they're yeah. good at it. No, right?
1: they're really good. It, it's, <clears throat> it's it's it, the older you get, you start to appreciate really quality service people like me can't afford it very often but it is it is cool when you run into somebody that's really good at it I and mean, they don't write anything down they just talk to you like no, they, they're really good like uh, you're their friend and it's yeah.
0: great well like I said my mother was a waitress at the <laughs> diner for 54 years man I like servers yep. but well, an example last night Catherine was our anniversary is our 37th oh, wedding anniversary yesterday sure I missed that, so we go to, to RH rooftop which is restoration hardware and I did, and we we learned about that on vacation in Florida. There's one down there, a couple of blocks from where we stayed, and uh, so she wanted to go to Restoration Hardware because they have this cheese with a strawberry preserve kind of
1: thing. It's oh, okay, just
0: phenomenal.
1: Local, good diet food. Oh yeah, it really <laughs> has
0: helped me. Tell you. I'm down 82 pounds, and it really has helped me get down 83. I'll tell you that. But we're there last night. The server Megan's her third day. Could not have been better. Very, very pleasant, smiling, yet not phony either, just very good. So at the end of the meal, I said, would you send the manager over? And I do that pretty much if people do a good job. Because, right. again, I remember my mother. And Derek comes over, and he at first looks like, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. you know, Because people don't.
1: This has been the worst napkin right. I've ever had in my life. <laughs>
0: right. So I said, Derek, I wanted you to know that the top to bottom, every bit of food we had was terrific, and Megan did a wonderful job, Right. And he got this look in his face. like He was so happy. Yeah. Because people, I guess, never well, do yeah. that.
1: yeah, I mean, 9 out of 10, you're going to get bitched at, and that's like the walk yeah. of shame. It's like, oh, yeah, i got <laughs> oh, to talk to Here we you. go. Why don't I go back to the hardware store? I hate my job. Oh, but you're happy? Cool.
0: You know what came of that, folks, and you might want to do it yourself because what came of that is, uh, well, the, first of all, they gave us a, each a free cookie for our <laughs> – have you seen the, the cookies are the size of a manhole? Cover. Uh-uh. And I did say to Catherine – because we love RH Rooftop. They're, they're just terrific. There's one in every restoration hardware, I guess, hmm. I think, as far, as far as I know, anyway. But I said, you know, if somebody had told me 37 years ago that on my 37th anniversary, I'd be eating dinner at a furniture store, I'd go, you're out of your mind. <laughs> that ain't happening. But, no, it's So really your good.
1: anniversary is the same as Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. So I think they were yesterday. Now, you right. realize that yeah. you're halfway to where they are? I think they just celebrated their
0: 75th.
2: 75th. Yeah, we're halfway there, man. Well. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Nah. The Get longest married presidential couple.
0: I like them both, actually. I never yeah. met either one personally, but they are both They both seem to be very even-keel, nice people.
2: I'll tell them great great this movie that this weekend when love love I see them. Okay. is uh,
1: Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't see it, but I've seen it probably. It's really good.
2: It's yeah. Well, so Jimmy is how old? He's 94, 94 or 5. So they got married very young. They yeah, got they married, did. He got yeah, married he was 19. 20,
1: yep. and I think she was 17, if I remember so she, right. she
0: must be 95, yeah. And he's probably 95 years old. And they're it? still kicking. They are. She's a very attractive woman, I yeah. remember. Very, very attractive to Let's this see. day. Which Rosalind
2: Carter, born 1927 and mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter 90, he's 94 then Jimmy Carter was born in 1924 so yeah he, the, he's, he's 97 he's 3 years uh, older than her so he's almost he either is is almost 97 years old uh he'll be turning 97 October 1st there you go so is
1: John Adams the oldest president oldest living president or oldest president? No, the, the one president? that lived, lived the longest. I think he made it to like 98 or 99. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And his wife, if I remember right, he and his wife died within a couple of days of each other. Her name was
2: Abigail. Let's see. Abigail uh, Adams. Wait, who did you say John Adams? John Adams.
1: Not John Quincy. That's his son.
2: Uh, no, Jimmy Carter has the record. Oh, does he? How, Nine, old, how, 90s, how long did John Adams live? John Adams was only 90. Well, only, but, you know. Back in those back days. Back in but, 1801, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, it was close. But, yeah, it's uh, Jimmy Carter, 96, HW, 94, Gerald Ford, 93, Reagan was also 93. There you go. And then, yeah, John Adams, who was the major outlier because he was born way before yeah. any of the other people. Well,
1: and when you think about it, pre-antibiotics.
2: Antibiotics, yeah. This, and basically, vaccines
1: and all the stuff that allows you to yeah, live.
2: Medicine b- barely existed in yeah, the... Yeah, that's true. Uh, well,
1: wait, well, they it had smallpox get... back then, right? The vaccine, I think, was
2: invented uh, in The vaccine wasn't in... Late was 18th in, Yeah, century. the vaccine was invented in like 1790-something. Yep.
0: Well, What's wrong with a little bloodletting? Look how it worked for George Washington.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It killed him Yeah that didn't work for him That killed him Exactly <clears throat> But yeah John Adams was born in 1797 I would like to know Have you ever been or, to Wait no, no. He, no That was when he started As president he, he was born in pre- 1735 yeah. So yeah He was born in the early 18th century Yeah so, Jesus. you know, to live to be 90 at that time, he probably had some Well, service. and
1: look up his wife because I believe she was almost the same age and they died within days of each other.
2: Yeah, they did. Abigail man. Smith. Uh, no, they died 8 years apart. Okay. Well, so, somebody's wife. They died just a few
0: days apart. I do I know you're right about that.
1: Memory's foggy. I try not to Google everything cuz then I go to a complete mush.
0: Well, plus the fact, if you Google everything, you're going to be like everybody else who believes everything that social media says. Right. right. Are you out true. of your mind? You believe that? might want to do a little research. That's all I'm saying.
1: Jewish space lasers. I'm going to leave it at that.
0: Jewish space lasers. Oh, that's right.
1: Marjorie, what's her name?
0: Uh, Green. <laughs> yeah, the Green. So she's just. A... She does not really believe there are Jewish I space lasers.
1: I would hope not. That's the word. Because if you can get into Congress and, and actually believe in Jewish space, we are. Well, I'd totally like to be in screwed.
0: Congress with that psychopath that lives out there in the South District of California. Well, yeah. who's that? Oh, God, Maxine Waters. Oh, yeah. That woman is insane.
1: I bet you'd like her, probably. Oh,
0: no, I would not like her. She hates everybody but her. Lives right. in a
1: 4 million dollar house
0: and bitches about all black people. She's crappier than hell. I know. <laughs> I think like,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> you live in a 4 million dollar house and you make about 20 million a year. It's like the gal who, who is no longer they had a BLM but she uh she's yeah, gone she, had to she made a fair amount of money off of that deal. Do <laughs> you think?
0: Well, she bought four houses. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think she walked with like 12 million bucks, I think. All right, we got to take a break here. We'll okay, be right back Got a special guest. He's yes, coming up right do. after this, right? Yep. Bobby Rush with us right after this. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life.
1: and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition.
0: Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier. With all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top, get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing
1: pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house.
0: Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit (laughs) SabreHeating.com. Dougie is rocking out, man. That's all I know. Was waiting to connect with Bobby Rush. I did not know that Bobby Rush is 86 years old. I cannot believe that he's 86. That means mean I'm like 85.
1: He, you're right behind him. He's barking <laughs> yeah. up your tailpipe.
0: He is indeed. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, I don't know, they're, they're they're not connecting right away. We had a little, well, we had uh, Danny Trejo on the morning show this morning. Mm-hmm. And he was like 25 minutes late. (laughs) Well, he's on that West
1: Coast time. He
0: is. But I love Danny Trail. He's just a real. Yeah, he's
1: a larger-than-life personality, isn't he? He's just.
0: Yeah, he is. The stuff that he's done. He talks about, uh, he was in the L.A. County jail with Charles Manson. And he Ah. talks about how Charles would hypnotize him and make him feel much better. Really? Yeah, he said he would hypnotize him. Said if he wasn't a psychopath, he would have been a great hypnotist. <laughs> like, okay. Do you think hypnotists tend to be psychopaths anyway?
1: I don't. I've never met one.
0: God, you? Oh, you really? have? No, they're interesting. It doesn't work for me. I've tried to be hypnotized. Have you? I, I can't. Apparently, I'd I can't be never. hypnotized. Why do? You, why would that be? Why I, couldn't I, I, I be hypnotized, know. Andy? The brain function thing.
2: Uh, well, they say that you have to be willing to be hypnotized in order to be hypnotized. But I want to be hypnotized. That's. But I, that didn't work. I just didn't work on me. Hmm.
0: I don't know why that is, but it, you know, because, matter of fact, it was when it was for smoking cessation when I was in my teens, because I smoked from the time I was 11 to 21, so yeah, I went that to That was a hypnotist. big
2: thing, is hypnotize your way out of smoking and yes, that yes. sort of thing. Yes, It didn't
0: work, of course. No, but, I don't think it did. But I stopped smoking at 21. You know, that it's interesting, though, I lost, I lost 82 pounds now in the last couple of years, and I've lost 50 50 pounds right on the money since I joined Profile. And I was talking about the fact that I smoked from the time I was 11 to 21, but I still – I didn't even realize this until I focused on it. I still have that hand-to-mouth thing. Oh, do you? I absolutely – I smoked for 10 years, and that was 50 years ago almost. It was, you know, 48 years ago. And I – to this day, I still – I literally will sit with a pencil now instead of a cigarette, obviously. Yeah. I'll sit with a pencil and just kind of you know, put my finger in my mouth like this, just, just so my brain will leave me alone.
1: See, I'm coming up on 12, 13 years without them, something like that.
0: What did you smoke? Uh, uh, cigarettes. No, I know. <laughs> I know, what cigarettes? Well,
1: when I was young, I was smoking hood cigarettes. It was Cool Miles oh, and yeah. Newport's.
0: You got it, pal. Cool miles all the way. We and also then I
1: graduated to Marlboros, and then went to the you know the super healthy Marlboro Lights for. Probably fifteen or twenty years.
0: Did you go with uh, Lark ever? The Lark cigarettes?
1: That was in my early career when I would just acquire them from people's parents. Yeah, right, oh, right Tariqans, right. uh, whatever was Tarantins. laying around. I
0: forgot about those. <coughs> Jesus, um,
1: I'm trying to remember what my grandmother smoked. Oh, she was one of the first hitters on Virginia Slims. Oh, sure, were, yeah.
0: Andy, Steve. we're not going to be able to wait much longer because this the segment is really collapsing rapidly. Well, I can't really do anything. No, no, no. I know there's the nothing phone. you could do, but we can only give him a couple more minutes because a 10-minute interview is not going to do much. But, I don't know. Whatever he wants to do.
1: Well, we can just keep talking about cigarettes and all the people that have <laughs> recently quit are just now drooling by the radio. Well, I oh, will tell God, you
0: this. I really want one of those. I'll absolutely tell you this, that uh, when I quit smoking, a pack of Larks was 31 cents. Yeah. <clears throat> 31 cents and now it's what 10
1: bucks I, I think they're 750 or eight or something like Are that i don't really? know
0: god that's a lot of money for 20 cigarettes
1: yeah no kidding
0: i mean that's a lot of money for 20 cigarettes but uh yeah i mean people i don't think people realize what they've done very early in their life i mean i mean all the way up to i think the brain fully forms what you're 28. <laughs>
1: Well, I read somewhere that the American male reaches maturity at 39, and it generally lasts about two weeks.
0: Two weeks, that's about it. <laughs> That'll do it. you got the two-week special going on. But, I, yeah, I just, apparently everything you do before you turn 27, 28, whenever your brain fully forms, stays with you much longer. Yeah, that's right. That makes total sense, I guess. I guess it does. But, yeah, I, I didn't even realize until I was, so what I do now is I have these little, ti- Mentos has these little tiny mints. So I kind of do the hand and mouth mm-hmm. thing with those little. They're like two calories a piece. The only problem is there's sorbitol in them. So whatever's in the gut comes out. I can guarantee you that, man. I, man, I, I have a reaction, a gaseous reaction to sorbitol really? like a huh. madman. Why would that be, Andy?
2: That's sugar alcohol. That's how it works. Oh. It's a laxative. So it is a laxative. Yep. Why would they use that in mints? Because you're not supposed to eat many mints.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose they, if it's a breath mint, they think you're going to have yeah, one, not 40. pretty much. 40.
2: Exactly. Well, I didn't have 40.
0: Maybe 30 38. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I know? guess what you were going to say. What do you think? Yeah, I, I just
2: got disconnected.
0: So. Yeah, forget about it. I don't know. Bobby Rush! <laughs> That's too bad, because I always like Bobby Rush. I like Bobby Rush a Apparently lot. Apparently
2: this but... interview is plagued.
0: Yeah, all yeah, for happened. 2.
2: Yep, sure are. Hopefully uh, next... Oh, was he supposed to be John. on last week?
0: Or two yeah. weeks ago?
1: Two weeks ago, yeah.
2: Okay, Bobby, you're out. Yeah, and you so. were
1: gone. I was yeah. gone.
0: Oh, that was a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's also a Thursday. That was when I was at the... Uh, the the
1: uh, uh, Smile. Smile Network. Yep. yep. I had started flipping through the book, getting ready to interview them, and then it's like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. I'd rather hang out with these cool people than you. Yeah, years. I guess
0: so. I don't know. It's a situation... Where, well, by the way, I should mention the, the 144 people, uh, and I, I did mention this to you. That they're they're huge fans of car selling secrets, the it's podcast, and the morning show. And God, they were nice.
1: It floors me when I hear that. It's just like God, you and, and I get emails. It's like people actually do listen to this. I mean, I know they listen <laughs> to you, but that's
0: well, no, you not well, fine, an
1: internationally yeah. famous broadcaster. I'm just a used car salesman. So it is flattering when people say that. I, I do appreciate it.
0: Oh, did you hear my stat this morning from this week? That mm-hmm. was revealed to me by several listeners. I didn't even I didn't even remember this, but. This whole cancel Tommy and turn on Bernard deal started 30 years ago this week. Oh, wow. Do you believe it has been 30 years already? And you know what started it? I do remember doing this, but I didn't know is that. Is
1: this the Tom Bernard this is for you? Is that 30 no, years ago? No, that was ago?
0: 1990. That was 23 years ago. Well, no,
1: 1990 would have been Nin- 30. I think oh, 91. 98.
0: Okay. I believe it was 98. But this was 30 years ago. Uh, this all started because Don Fraser, the mayor of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. It might have been a little longer than 30 years ago, actually. But Don Frazier of Minneapolis and the uh, chief was Tony Boza. Tony Boza. Police chief. And they both went on television and said, there's this talk going around. There are gangs forming in the city of Minneapolis. And we're here to tell you there are no gangs in the city of Minneapolis. I went on the air and I said, BS, you're both lying and you know you're lying. I grew up there. I guarantee you there have been gangs there since I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. There are lots of gangs in Minneapolis. I, that's when the press went after me, man. You go after Don Frazier, boy. They didn't like that at yeah, all. Yeah,
1: he was a fair-haired child, wasn't he? Oh, he certainly wasn't. And Arvon
0: had some hats, <laughs> so that was good. His wife his wife had a few hats, so that was a good thing. But, yeah, it's 30 years I've been putting up with this bullshit. Isn't that amazing? We got Wendy on the phone.
3: Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> What's up,
0: Wendy? Yeah, I'm sorry. You were talking about hypnotherapy,
3: including smoking, and... I am actually one of the people that was helped by it. Oh, good. I quit, uh, it'll be nine years that I quit uh, in October 27th.
0: So you called in to tell me that my brain is weak? Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> no, no. You, must have, you may have just seen the wrong person because how my session went, and I, I, I looked around at a lot of different ones, and I actually got a referral from somebody I worked with at the time and who said that, she had friends that had seen her, and it really works. But she—it's um, a ninety-minute session, and it's just you. It's not the groups or whatever. Yeah, it was just it's me. It's a ninety-minute yep. session, it, and the first half of the session, it's kind of like a therapy question session where she goes in and she wants to know everything about your history of smoking like oh, your okay. triggers the amount you smoke you know what gets you to smoke what you know what do you feel when you need to just the whole thing and then the second half of it she curtailed the hypnotherapy session to my answers really huh. yeah and That's we, we figured out Yeah, and we figured out it was personal and it really worked. And what I I found was um, we figured out approximately dollar-wise how much it cost me to smoke per year. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, every time you want to smoke, you're going to see the number, you know, you're going to see that number in your head. And it was about $3,000 at the time. And she said, you know, let's pack a day for a year. And she said... Every time you go to smoke, you're going to see that number flash in your head, and you're going to remember that that money can be better spent on something else. Ooh, I like it. And, yeah, it worked. It was amazing. I and mean, it's just, you know, a little hippy-dippy. Yeah, but no, I, hey, it works.
1: That. Any way to quit is – and I get what yep. you're talking about, yep. the triggers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I understood that. And I, I remember when I quit, it was, like, late – I think it was fall. So by the next – May or so, I was off and completely and really very rarely having urges until the boat went in the water and as I'm getting the boat started up, I'm like, damn, do I want a cigarette? And it's like, oh, that's right. I haven't done this without smoking before. So you have yeah. to, you know, after you get oh, past yeah. the physical barriers, yeah. you have to you have to break all those, what when do you call the triggers properly? Oh, yeah. And you know, the
3: first couple of days were, you know, a little bit stressful had (laughs) some you know could we have your husband weigh in on that yeah uh no actually my daughter because the uh the next my husband was working it was harvest time so he was on the tractor for like 10 hours out there harvesting corn Mm. and soybeans it was my daughter that i had to take up to a choir concert uh she was i had to take her to some choir festival in uh by st john's and the uh, GPS led me to the beginning of a cornfield. and yeah, I was a little stressed. <laughs> but I kept you know, I, but like she said, I kept seeing the number three thousand in my head, and I thought, I have stuff I really want to spend money on more than that. And I got you know a nice digital camera and a new sofa and stuff like that, and I still hadn't reached the amount of money that I used to smoke per year. God, isn't that amazing? Yeah, save some of that money away and help pay for my daughter's college.
0: So that now would be, what did you say? You smoked a pack a day, you said?
3: Yeah, a pack a day every day. Sometimes a little more if it was like a holiday or what have you. But
2: God, so let's see. Uh, average retail price per pack in Minnesota is nine forty one times three hundred sixty five would be thirty four hundred a year. There you go. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and and she she kind of wound it up because it was in the late two thousands. But still, I mean when you when you put it down to dollars and cents, it's staggering how much, you know, you can spend on it. And I know people who smoke two packs a day. It's like how can you do that? You know, quit well, smoking and you can like put a down payment on a car the first year.
0: Isn't that amazing? I, I believe my dad back in the day he died of of course emphysema and all kinds of stuff at 62 years old, but he smoked three packs of Pall Malls a day. So that now would cost him over ten thousand bucks a year. I don't think one year in his life he ever yeah. made ten thousand dollars.
3: <laughs> my my grandfather was also on the Pall Mall train, and yeah, he he died of a stroke about. 25, 30 years ago? Yeah. No, longer than that. Long. But, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. And my daughter, she she was in a performing arts school, and she did the whole, like, Mother, I don't want you to die. She really put on a good performance. And well, that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, I'm a sucker for you. But, yeah, that way after that choir concert, she's like, you don't need cigarettes. Just remember that. I love you. It's like, oh, okay, I know a Joe from Louisville, it is not time to fire one up. No.
0: (laughs) Joe's already after you telling you to fire one up. There you go.
3: No, no, no. I've I've definitely done my due diligence with it. It's like, but I'm not one of those former smokers that like, you know, gives lectures to people that do smoke. It's like, hey, it's your choice. You can't do it in my house. You can't do it in my car. And if you really want to stop smoking, here's the Here's the person I used. And I referred like 10 people. And I think about eight of them have successfully quit with her. So,
0: God, you know, I was just thinking about something, that how life has changed. When I was four years old, so, you know, 65 years ago, well, I understand it's a while back, but I remember four years old, we lived at 1200 Spruce Place on the fourth floor, three-bedroom apartment, downtown Minneapolis, right, just a... A couple hundred feet from Loring Park right there, right across from Idle Hospital. Very, very nice place. Went to Emerson School right across the street for kindergarten. But um, I remember my father came home, and he was so excited. He said, I have to show you. Get the kids together, Catherine. And I was the youngest at that time. Um, Todd wasn't born for another year. But I remember he gathered us all together and laid out on the coffee table five $20 twenty dollar bills to show that he was making a hundred dollars cash a week. That was a huge oh, wow. deal. I remember that was a very big deal. To make a hundred bucks a week was huge. Fifty two hundred bucks well, a I, year.
3: Yeah, when you hear I mean, we just paid off our college free. But when you hear about people like you know, when I think back when we first got married, like uh, about two years after you guys did. Um right. You know, it's amazing how little houses cost, but then again, you have to think, we weren't making what we did today either. I mean, and it's not sustainable to keep going up and up and up and up and up and up. I mean, I wouldn't hurt my feelings if if salaries are going to go, you know, salaries would go down, we adjust the cost of everything else down. It's like, you know, I remember when having a job where you earn $24,000 a year was enough to support a family. Well, with oh, yeah. and, you
0: know, the whole, yeah. Now it's like, yeah, good luck with that. Well, go, good luck. Two of you going out to dinner and, and finding a dinner at a decent place for under a hundred dollars. I mean, why if, do you think I
3: cook so much? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> now, part of that is the wine. You know, wine's what is it like? Twenty bucks a glass at a at a restaurant, yeah, something like that. Ten to twenty. 10 to 20. So, I mean, a lot of, you know, if, if somebody has a couple of drinks, all of a sudden you're, you know, 30, 40 bucks into it already. So, but yeah, spending $100 yeah, d- now is nothing.
3: Nothing. Well, in dessert, it's like, desserts are like, well, at a couple of restaurants we've been to, desserts are anywhere between 5 and $9 for oh, yeah. something that yeah. I, you could make the whole thing, you know, a whole, like, pie a whole cheesecake for that much.
0: You know, these people at the R.H. Rooftop last night over at uh, Restoration Hardware found out that it was our, our anniversary, so they bring out these. They gave us each a cookie, which we took a bite out of, and they're, they're sitting at home. Delicious. Then she wheels out the scoop of salted caramel ice cream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, just about, I think about two-thirds mm-hmm. of it melted away. I just couldn't do it. I, <laughs> you know, I got, I got 18 more pounds to lose. I just can't. It was delicious, though. I had a few spoons full. God, it was good. It was really, really good. I, so, I'm
3: taking the whole diet thing where I'm not. I'm not trying to focus on like if because if I'm, I'm ADHD enough, if I try to focus on like, you know, counting calories or counting. Calories, yeah, no. I understand. It makes my anxiety go completely through the roof. So yeah. I just I'm I'm working on portion size. Yeah,
0: Profile doesn't do that. That's a good thing. They don't tell you how many calories to eat. They just kind of point you in the right direction, and life is good.
1: I have a new theory. It's not really the weight. It's your height that's an issue.
0: Yeah. If you were tall enough, you'd be fine. Yeah, what
3: else? I was was... seven I'd be a total (laughs)
0: wreck. There you go. Well, let's see. How much it's 83 by 80. Go ahead.
3: I figure you, you guys have all met me. I figure, you know you like me for me. If you didn't like me because I was overweight, well, the hell. You know, the hell with it. I mean, people don't like me because of what I look like. They don't know what they're missing.
1: Yeah,
0: they wouldn't. Do people still do that? They judge you by your looks, really?
1: Hopefully, the older you get, the less that, the more that goes away. You know, when you're 17, that's something, but...
3: I, I keep hearing I look like I'm... My some my people I went to high school with, I'm like, oh my God, you look just like you did in high school. You don't age. I'm like... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but being overweight, then, you know, it's not for lack of trying. I mean... No, you're right. Being overweight overweight is the last bastion where it's okay to bully people and say rude things. And it's like, it's so hurtful because everything else, oh, you can't offend people. But if they're, you know, if people are overweight, go for it. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, if you're going to be... If you're going to be like that, you know, it's, it's all or nothing, you know. I mean, if people you know, just say funny things, there's a difference between funny and hurtful,
0: you know. No, there's no question about that. I still think, Wendy, and I might be way off target, but I, I just, I'm telling you, there is something that women are taking. I don't know if it's birth control or what the hell it is, but a lot of very young women are putting on a lot of weight, and it's the women, not the men. There's something well, going on. There is.
3: I was, I heard you saying that, and I think I thought about it. Well, in in, in my family, it's it's like a genetic thing. In yeah, my that family, happens. yep. So it's, if you look at my family all the way up, it's definitely genetic. And I mean, I'm I'm fighting against this, but I'm you know probably one of the healthier fat people you're ever gonna meet. But um, <laughs> okay. But uh, it's. I think part of what it is is that back in the day, when you know, in the fifties or whatever you're talking, women, no matter white whatever, women were expected to stay at home, raise the children, yeah, and yeah. there was an there was an expectation that they would keep their figure and their beauty for their husbands to keep their husbands. Oh, I mean, yeah. granted, that kind of that kind of you know thinking is pretty outdated, well, at least in the United States, there are other countries where that totally still is a thing. yeah, and I think that once women were in the workforce and you know were helping to support their family or supporting it alone, I just think you know it was a time thing because when you before when you stayed home with the kids. You had all day to prepare a homemade meal from scratch, from, you know, tomatoes or beef or chicken or stuff like that. And you didn't really think about fat or calories or whatever. You just prepared a meal from homemade steak. Yeah. Well, now it's like you got a box of this. You got a a can of that. And there's so much sodium in all of that. That's
0: a huge problem. There's no doubt about that.
3: yeah, and, and women are kind of being, I think that women are being pressured to overachieve. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of this attitude from society, like, okay, you wanted you wanted these rights. You wanted to do this. Now you've got to do this much better just to prove you to be there.
0: Wendy, another big show today. I appreciate you calling in, Pally.
3: No problem. Thank you, my dear.
0: Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Wendy, been a long-time listener. Very, very smart woman. No, She does have a very youthful face. You she know. does, yeah. Uh, you look at her, it's like, Rosy cheeks. Yeah, the whole thing. I've met her quite a few times on some very nice
1: the man. Vegas trips and very smart, KQ very nice. trips.
0: Well, they were Vegas back then. Did you ever go to Vegas with us? I
1: think I've been there twice, uh, and then Nashville once.
0: You got to go into Nashville this year? Uh, we'll see. Let's go. Uh, November 11th.
1: I think I could squeeze it in.
0: You think it? I'm glad. Well, we'll see how this whole... Now there's another variant.
1: Yeah. After
0: Delta. Is it Epsilon? Is that what they're calling it? I've
1: stopped tracking that. I don't
0: blame you. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Special guest star on Car Selling Secrets coming up. Don't worry about it. Think he'll show? He's Greek. All right. He's here. I can hear him. Oh,
1: cool. All right.
0: Oh, damn it. I wanted to call him Greek to his face. Anyway, we'll be back. Kostaki Kadamopoulos with Doug Sprinthal and Car Selling Secrets up next.